you could totally go through a season where you put a pin in your Instagram, for example, and you don't post, you know, maybe as often, because a lot of people do that and they keep growing right with Instagram too. Um, and you focus on your website. And so you stop that part of your marketing to focus on another one and you can absolutely get leads and, and sales and everything from your website. Hello and welcome to the Your Best Selfie podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann. I'm a content marketer, creator, and coach with one goal, to help you tap into your inner wisdom so you can show up as your best self at home and online. On this podcast, we'll talk to awesome humans about how they have tapped into being their best selves, finding alignment with what we were truly put on this planet to do, and how social media makes a difference in our lives. I started this podcast because I hear from way too many friends and clients who know that they want more from their lives, yet they're terrified to take that first step. I hope this podcast will inspire you to help you break out of your comfort zone, to step into the life that you are truly meant to live. I hope that you'll leave each episode feeling inspired, uplifted, and ready to live your life as the best version of you every single day, while feeling brave enough to share that person with all of us online too. Now, whether you're listening in your car, while you're cleaning the house, or you're just kicking back playing with your phone, we'll always start out the same way. I invite you to stop what you're doing and take a deep breath with me. Make it the deepest one that you've taken all day. Awesome. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi friends, Carrie here. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Best Selfie podcast. This podcast is going to be a very good listen for all of my business friends out there. If you own a small business, you have to listen to this episode with my friend Cynthia Pacheco. Cynthia and I met through the mastermind that I'm in right now, and we are becoming fast friends. We've met a few times, and it's super fun to connect with her, and she's wicked smart. So I know that you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Cynthia is the owner and founder of Digital Bloom IQ and is passionate about helping therapists and other health and wellness brands grow their businesses and heal more of the world through SEO, which is short for search engine optimization. After five years of corporate experience working with companies like Avon, Sears, and Hyundai, she transitioned into the small business world, focusing on her SEO and Google Analytics services. She is on a mission to inspire health and wellness businesses to be more intentional about their SEO marketing and share more of their healing talents. When she's not working, you can find her walking her dogs, chilling with her daughter or boyfriend, or watching Gilmore Girls on her couch. So you know that we're going to be friends with a line like that. She has a really cute baby daughter. And um, we didn't really talk about mom life a lot in this episode, but I will say that one of the things I really appreciate about this episode is that SEO can be so like techy and detailed, and Cynthia makes it really easy to understand. And I have a total aha, which you'll hear on this episode, about why it's so important to be investing in your website, which is something I've kind of just set up and ignored. So if you're in the same boat as me, don't miss this episode. Let's jump in to today's interview with Cynthia. All right. Well, hi, Cynthia. Thanks so much for being on the Your Best Selfie podcast. I'm super excited to have this chat with you today. Hey, Carrie. Yeah, I'm super excited to chat as well. It's been really fun so far. You came on my podcast, so. <laughs> yes, and everybody will have to go listen to that for sure. I'll definitely make sure we link to that in the show notes. But the first question I ask all of my guests is, when do you feel most like your best self? Uh 
when I'm in the company of amazing women, just having conversations, I know it feels very like Zen or like meta with this, but honestly, like even before pandemic, like going to conferences or just being in groups and meeting amazing women doing just amazing things. And you can tell that they're just so passionate about it. And that's actually what inspired me to start my business. I don't know if we're skipping ahead to that, but yeah, I just it. like, I wanted to be in that world. And I was like, how can I serve others who are doing this, this incredible work? So anyway, when I'm talking to someone, I can see that light in their eyes. I just feel like I'm in the right place. Um, Cause there's so many people who aren't living that kind of life, you know, and they're kind of just zombieing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I love that. I love that we've created this for ourselves and it's so fun to talk to other women who have created something yes. like this for themselves that are lit up by something and excited to expand their mission and their message. So yeah. I'm totally on board with that. So let's kind of jump in there. What got you started with SEO specifically? Like, where did you find that love? And I, you kind of mentioned on how it helps people, um, but I would love to hear your background there too. Yeah. So before starting my business, I was working for a corporate agency. And so we, we were working with large um, companies on web analytics. So I actually didn't really even know about SEO. I mean, it's one of those things that was like in my peripheral, but it wasn't like a focus. Um, and so when I started my business, I actually started with just web analytics services and I had a course and everything. And I quickly realized, well, quickly, it took a few years. <laughs> I decided that although I, I believe web analytics is important for a small to medium-sized business, it was much easier to help my clients grow with SEO and then using something like Google Analytics as a tool for to track that growth, right? So I kind of pivoted into SEO because I saw it in my own business that it was bringing me leads, it was bringing me sales, and it was just the perfect blend of content creation, like the psychology of why people search, and then also this whole technical side, which most of my clients just hate and avoid, which I can really help people with because I have that that knowledge as well. So it just kind of, it was really amazing because it it brought together all my skills, like the human skills, the soft skills, and the more like technical skills. And I was just seeing these results. And so that's why I pivoted to SEO. I just saw that it was getting kind of a better return and it was also easier to impact my clients, right? And, and explain to them that that shift. So that's kind of how I got into SEO. And then, and then, yeah. And then I've just been, you know, focusing on that for the last few years. Yeah. And so you already got a little bit technical with that. Like, I feel like some people are like, what in the world is she talking about web <laughs> analytics, SEO? So can you give like, for somebody who's never heard of SEO or just barely knows what it means, can you give just a general overview of what it is you sure. actually do? Yeah. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And it's, you know, in a nutshell, it's, you know, getting found in Google, right? So what does that mean? Um, Google, when we type a search in Google, there's an algorithm. It's one of the most advanced algorithms. It's more advanced than Instagrams or any other out there just because they've been around longer. Um, and so we're trying to understand because Google doesn't officially say to us, this is what, you know, this is what the algorithm does. It's a secret in a way. They do give us guidelines, but as SEOs, we're trying to basically understand what is Google looking for? 
when they're ranking a website in the search engine, but also what are humans looking for? And I would say that is even more important because the human is the one who's going to buy from you. Um, and so we want to understand when someone is searching something in, in Google, what are they looking for? What are they needing? And how can we connect what we have on our website with what they are needing? Um, and so that's kind of like the high level of it. But obviously, because a website is made out of code, uh, there's some backend things and there's, I guess, just more website coding things that have to happen so that Google can say, okay, you know, I'm going to show you on page one and I'm going to like give you that top um, ranking, right, in a way. But that's what I do. And, and so I help clients both with understanding that, learning the basics for themselves, as well as actually doing the work for them because a lot of people are like, I don't even want to learn. I don't even want to understand. Just help me get on that first page and help, help not, it's not just that first page of Google, but it's also connecting that traffic with actual like revenue goals, right. And, and getting sales from those visits at the end of the day. That's so cool. Yeah. You've explained it in a way that I've never really thought about either, but I love that. <laughs> and so let's just say that somebody has a website on like Squarespace or something that they've set up themselves um, or that maybe they had like a friend or a designer do that's kind of just basic. Is that something that you can go in and help with too? Or does it have to be like all custom coded WordPress in order for it to be effective? <laughs> it's so funny recently. Um I was talking to another SEO and he was like, I saw that your website's on Squarespace, my website, my company. Perfect. <laughs> and he kind of gave me like this kind of icky look like, oh, like, and I was like, well, I'm ranking on page one for like a handful of terms. I mean, and it was just funny because it, I, I don't know. Yes, there are SEOs out there who like swear by WordPress or um, yeah, hard coded websites. I really believe any platform can rank, especially nowadays where like you have things like Squarespace and Wix, they have like pretty decent layouts. Now, yes, if you, if you don't know about web design, if you're not a web designer and you're, you know, using a Squarespace layout and you're kind of like taking it apart and it's not looking as cohesive, that will impact your rankings just because how, um, visitors use our website, you know, they're expecting certain things. And so it's easier when we have someone who knows about how something should be designed. Um, so my favorite example is like, if you went to someone's house and you walked in and the first room you walked into was a bathroom, right? So that would be weird and you would kind of not want to keep going, right? So it's the same thing with our sites. Like there's just these rules. And so someone like a web designer or a layout that Wix has is like, understanding those rules. So I believe any platform can rank. Google doesn't say like, oh, I don't pay attention to Wix sites. They just want us to give the best website experience we can. And so if you're a business, eventually you're going to have to invest, you know, in investing in someone who knows about that, if you don't, is going to help give them that best experience. Um, or if you have a website that's like loading slowly or stuff like that as well. So it's not that the platform is bad. It's just, um, you know, thinking about that experience as like a design, right? And also just from a user experience, whatever the experience they're getting. 
That's so, so that's funny. I swear I didn't know you had a Squarespace site. So that worked out <laughs> yeah. perfectly. I love yeah. that. It just proves that you don't need to have something no. super fancy in order. To and I know Wix websites that rank um, the I actually have an episode on about just different platforms and like how to choose one that works for you. Because if you do have WordPress, you know, you require different maintenance. So it's not that one is better than the other. And people constantly ask me like, what is the one it's not, that's not how it works. You have to find one that you have the, um, the money, the time, whatever to maintain. And you feel confident with that. And that it's just going to get you to the goals. Cause you have to like update that website. You have to blog on it. You have to create content for it. So if you're not able to do a WordPress site, why not just jump and use another platform that you do feel comfortable doing. And then when you're ready, you know, you could migrate if you wanted to, or you, you know, do a Kajabi or something like that. Um, so the platform is, it's not just about SEO. It's, it's, it's about like, how are you, cause it's your online home. So like, how are you comfortable in your online home basically? Yeah. And you mentioned blogging. So I would love to hear your thoughts there because I used to be a big blogger. I haven't done it in a very long time. Um, so I'm curious to hear like, how does blogging impact SEO? And do you think it's still important to be updating regularly or can you say like, just put 10 blog posts up, and leave them there to do their work. <laughs> yeah. So I think that word blog freaks a lot of people out. And it used to, I mean, before social media became more prominent, uh, you know, I would say now a lot of us are trained for like short form kind of content and that sort of thing. Um, but yes, at the end of the day, you know, you want to call it blogging, you want to call it like creating content, you need to have something on your website so that Google can understand and and humans can understand what you're about and updating it regularly. So what you mentioned about kind of um, batching content, if you want to publish all 10 and then, you know, see what happens and then do another 10 in three months, that's fine. Um, but at some point updating like regular, you know, whatever, somewhat regularly that works for you, it's going to help again, say to Google, Hey, this website's fresh, because if you haven't published something in like, say six months or a year, Google's going to start to be like, okay, this website maybe isn't as relevant anymore. Um, so as a small business and a medium-sized business, you have a lot going on. And so maybe blogging weekly just feels like that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't really happen for you. So you have to find a rhythm that you can sustain over time, especially since SEO takes time. Um, so yes, creating content. And I would say even more importantly, finding ways to recycle and match other marketing rhythms that you have going on in your business that you can also double as blog posts. So in my case, I have a podcast that goes out each week and that turns into a blog post. Now, is it the most, you know, is it long? No, but it's still content that's being published and it's showing that the site is alive. Once in a while, I take the time and I write more of a like SEO intensive post, but that weekly rhythm helps me. And so thinking about it like that can be less overwhelming for people because they can be like, oh yeah, I publish on Instagram, you know, three times a week. Can I take one of those posts and make it a blog post and just add a little bit more content? Or I have like an email newsletter. Maybe I do like a snippet that goes out in the newsletter, but then I have a blog post that's like more. So what are you already doing? If you're not blogging, what are you already doing? That's like easy. And like, it's a rhythm that's established kind of like brushing your teeth at night. 
um, you don't think about it, what can you latch on and just have maybe a 30 minute more task to like add some content on your website? Because otherwise, yeah, you're like, people get super overwhelmed. Like I have to write what? 2000 words? Like, no. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, would that help? Sure. But why don't we start with something simpler and, and just get that consistency going and, and start to track those results? Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm all for repurposed content. I think there's yeah. already so much that you've created if you've been showing up online in exactly. any capacity. So that's amazing. Totally. <laughs> Um, and I know that your new webinar, which I'll link to in the show notes, is about selling with social media. So is it really possible for somebody who doesn't like being on social media? Is it really possible to be able to sell just by only using their website? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I what I found, so this this whole concept for this webinar was something that I actually was talking with, with myself, it was happening with me, but also with other people where they were like, I just don't want to be on every single day. And especially, you know, if it's summertime or you have a kid or something and you're just, maybe you want to be using Instagram, but you want to use it personally. Um, and then using it for your business, it's like, it's just another job. Right. And it's a lot. Um, so I do feel like just like the little caveat there is like having a social presence helps with SEO because it shows Google, Hey, this company is like in several places, but you could totally go through a season where you put a pin in your Instagram, for example, and you don't post, you know, maybe as often, because a lot of people do that and they keep growing right with Instagram too. Um, and you focus on your website. And so you stop that part of your marketing to focus on another one. And you can absolutely get leads and, and sales and everything from your website. And I think that's um, one of the biggest issues I see is like people invest a lot of money in a beautiful site, but then they don't even know what return it's getting them. And it's just such a shame because you have this online presence, this online um just, yeah, you, you have this space online that's yours. Like you're not um, controlled by any other algorithm, like, like any of the social algorithms, you can write as long as you want, you can write about anything and, and, you know, just kind of show off in a really big way. And you're not really even using it. Um, and that's why people go to Google. People go to Google because they have a specific problem. Um, and they're looking for that depth. They're looking for someone who's really good at something and they want that, like, they want to know it all. Um, and they, they might be ready to buy something once they find you, um, which doesn't always happen on, on other platforms. So the, the webinar, the idea is to kind of give you a sneak peek of some of the tools that are available through a website to attract those visits and, and start converting them. Right. And, and understanding those basics. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, people investing in their website design. And I know that so many web designers, they might do a little bit of SEO, but that's not really their specialty because they're just there to make it pretty, to get it live and the user experience. And then it just kind of sits there. And I know I'm guilty of that too. I'm realizing in this conversation, like, oh no, I need <laughs> to go <laughs> update my site. But um, can you speak a little bit about that, about like what most people, when they come to you, they've probably designed their website, they've had it designed. And then like when they hand it off to you, what are the first steps that you kind of do to make it really SEO friendly? 
Yeah. So I'm all about sustainability and also understanding the return on your investment. So my first question is like, what are you selling in the next three to six months, even 12 months? And how can we help attract people who are already searching for that so you can just start selling right in in google um so when you start at it from that conversation you're suddenly like oh my website can do that it's like you're basically your 24 hour i had a friend say it's your 24 7 employee right because someone could be searching in the middle of the night and you're you're there and you're available and you're giving them that information so instead of thinking like, well, I should be updating my site because that sounds like no one wants to do a should, right? Yeah. Um, I don't like to be shoulded. Um, you know, thinking about like, how is my site serving me? And like, how am I creating content on my site that's like pointing people in the direction of the things I want them to know about? So if it's um, a course, you know, thinking about what topics do people ask about when it comes to the topic that I'm teaching in this course. Like, what are they asking in Google? And so the first step for a lot of my clients is getting clear again on, on their goals and, and their, you know, what they want to achieve, I guess, in their business. And then the next step is understanding who is this person searching? Like, what are they searching? What's like going on in their life? What are maybe things that they're indirectly searching? Cause sometimes it's not a direct search. It's like an indirect thing. Um, and so once you have that data, suddenly you're like, oh, there's already people searching for this. Now I get to create some cool content on my website that helps those people. Um, and so once my clients see that there's, there's actual data of like, there's like a thousand people searching this, um, you know, like how to clean up cat litter quickly or something like that. <laughs> um, I want to help those people. Right. So suddenly it's not about you. It's not about your issues with blogging or writing. It's like those people are already searching and the what's showing up isn't that great. How can I like just impress them and, and, you know, be there in the search results to help them. So with that data, it just changes your perspective on why your website even exists. And you can start to build a, a plan and a strategy that's not only easy for you to follow, like you just need to create this content, maybe monthly or quarterly, um, but then you can also track results. So you can actually see, okay, I published this blog post three months ago. I can see it's starting to, you know, it's gone from page five of Google to page two. And so that's also very motivating because you can track and monitor the progress you're making. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the first steps I would say that people take. That is so cool. I just had like a major aha moment of thinking about it, like almost aligned with a social media platform because we spend so much time thinking, oh, I need to update my Instagram. I, I mean, I know this is kind of what we've been talking about, but really there's no search function like Google and Instagram. So no. if we're really focusing on serving through our website, then that just opens up a whole new realm for everybody to be able to find you. And Excellent. I feel like, so, exactly. I mean, I'm sure a lot of companies are really um, focused on their website, but I feel like most of them seem so big, whereas us small business owners really have an opportunity to be able to show up really clearly there and serve from that. And that will attract so many new people that 
are not even wanting to be on social media or it's a completely unrelated thing. Like I would never go to Instagram and search, how do I clean up kitty litter? So, <laughs> right, that's that's so my cool. favorite example. <laughs> yeah. And, and Google is looking for smaller businesses. This is something I get asked a lot is like, is SEO, um, uh, what's the word? Like, is it just, um, uh, like there's too many, too much competition, right? Because you're coming up against a bigger website. So yes, like you need to be, that's part of the research you do of like, where do I want to be showing up and like, who's already showing up in that search results? Who am I competing against? But, um, if you, as a small business, you're more nimble, right? So you can talk about your personal experience. You can talk about certain things. You can show results in a different way. Google loves that. Um, so as long as you're doing your keyword research and really understanding, like, who is that person I'm wanting to ser- um, to like target, then you're going to get really good results. Um, and yeah, no one like Instagram's algorithm isn't even close to how advanced like Google's is at this point. Um, and it's funny, actually, this morning, I was like, what would happen if I stopped using Instagram for my, you know, if I stopped using it altogether? Like I have an assistant who posts things on, on, on stories, but like, what if I just stopped focusing on that? Because even as me as an SEO expert, like, I think the thing is we're all addicted to things like Instagram. And so it feels like it's productive, but sometimes it's like, I'm not, you know, maybe this time would be better used, like writing something for, for my website versus, you know, I don't know, obsessing about something else on, on a social platform. Yeah. Feels like it's productive. I think that's the key (laughs) word that we feel like by sharing something there, we're connecting with people. But I mean, even then we're not really like, I'm a big proponent of living in DMS and really connecting with people more one-on-one. Um, but we have the opportunity to reach so many new people with our website. So that's really cool. Yeah. And, and I think a lot the other, the last thing I want to say about that is, and I was talking to someone else is like, people have sold us that something like Instagram is fast, but it takes time too. like, everybody's like, Oh, SEO takes so much time. You can't just open an Instagram account tomorrow and like sell today. Like it would be very, you know, it would, it would take a little more work. And so even if you do have a like strong social presence, Um, And I, I really like Instagram. I think it's a powerful, you know, marketing channel. I don't want to like bash it, but it still takes a lot of effort and time to like create those reels, create those stories. Like if you count up all those minutes and hours you spend with that, like if you could just take one hour of that and every two weeks sit down and write something for your website, I promise you, you would get just as powerful results. So yeah, it's, it's just, I think it's just a trend as well. Like there's things that come and go. And right now that's what a lot of us are focused on. Yeah. But websites are here to stay. I mean, that's the base of the internet. So I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. I think that one of the things that we miss in the SEO process and why it feels maybe extra slow is because you don't get that instant dopamine hit of somebody liking it or commenting on it. Um, so I think that that's probably what makes social media a little bit more attractive too. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking today of like, cause I've been trying to, you know, work on my own, I don't know, just stress and like creativity and everybody just talks about how, you know, when you go on vacation, you get the best ideas. Um, and I think a lot of that clutter is like the feed again, I love Instagram, like 
I've connected with a lot of amazing people, but I've been thinking about doing a little bit of a detox because I've just been wanting to kind of tap into more creativity. Um, so anyway, yeah, SEO is a great option for those of you who just kind of want a less dopamine hit sort of marketing channel at this point. Um, and you want to just have a little bit more calm because it is a little bit of a different, it's, it's, it's just like a longer view, right? And the data is there. So you can definitely see that people are clicking and, and like things are happening, but it's, it's a very different like rhythm of doing things. Well, and it's building something that's yours. I yes. really stress people starting an email list for that reason, because you never know when Instagram might just shut down, but your website is there to stay. And so exactly. I think that's important too. Cool. Totally. And I also want to chat about just briefly, um, I know that you work with a lot of therapists and we've talked before in a previous call about like local people that are searching. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the people that listen to the podcast are probably doing virtual businesses, mm -hmm. but can you talk about how somebody that might be looking for people specifically in their area, how that's different? And then is there still a benefit for people that are virtual that might be competing with a lot of other similar businesses out there? Yeah. So if you have a local business, like you said, that example, the therapists, um, a lot of them are restricted to their state or several states, right? So they can only practice so if you're doing that, I recommend focusing on what's called local SEO. So it's a, a different strategy. Um, you still want to have a website, but you're targeting those terms that would say something like therapist in Chicago sort of thing, right? Or anxiety therapy in Chicago. So you're, you're focused on that location. Um, a big part of that strategy is setting up your Google My Business profile and um, and so that basically just means you have all the information about, even if you're, you know, you don't have like an office necessarily, although that would be great, but having just your uh, business registered in Google business profile is going to help tell Google, Hey, this business is here in this state or in the city. And so we want to show like the people who are searching in Google maps or even just the, the browser, um, this is the, these are the services available. So within that strategy, you're looking at things like just having reviews, um, you know, just keeping that profile updated. And that's going to be a big part of your, your local SEO um, accompanied by your website. If you have a virtual business, you can, yeah, if you want to, um, cause it just makes you look more official, right. If someone does search for you, but it's not as much the focus, right. Because since you can serve clients from anywhere, it doesn't really matter, you know, where you're located. Right. And you might not even want people to know where you're located. So yeah, there, there are two strategies. We do both. Like in my agency, we help clients with both. So we have clients who are just local and then we have some clients who have both like local and then just like inter whatever, like online services, like a course or whatever that anybody could buy. So you just talked a little bit about your agency versus your course. So if somebody is interested in beefing up their SEO, would you, how would you recommend, like, how do they know if they can do it themselves or if they should work with your agency? And I know you're going to be creating a course that's coming out soon. So why would somebody join that versus working with you directly? Yeah. So the core, I'll start with the course. The course is really focused on 
the basics of SEO. So I teach a four process, four step process for getting ranked in Google. Um, and it's, it's basically for anybody who can like open up their website and they know how to create like a page, right? So you don't need to know any code. And I, I created that course because again, I have a lot of, um, people in my, my world who they want to start ranking, but they don't want to hire a web developer or like, they just, they're not really ready to hire an SEO. And I believe there's so much you can do right from the beginning of having a website. Um, and even just understanding how to read your, like your search reporting, right? Like understanding how are you getting traffic today? Like that's a powerful um, skill that any CEO needs to know how to do, like open up your Google analytics and look at where your traffic is coming from. Um, so the course is, is focused on that. And it's, yeah, it's for someone who either just in the long run wants to learn and do it themselves um, there are modules later in the course that are more technical and a little more advanced, but the first four modules are like the basics, right? Or if you're like, I eventually want to hire this out, but I want to know the basics now so that I know who I'm hiring sort of thing. So there's that. And then I have other uh, clients who are like, I don't want to learn anything <laughs> or like, I just want someone to get this started. Um, and I want to, yeah, I want to kind of like grow um, and I already have that content there. So I have a lot of people who've been creating content for a while, but they don't even know what's ranking. They don't know how to make it more SEO friendly. And so the cool thing about the retainers is that we take a look at what you have and we really like optimize it for SEO. Um, and yeah, we just kind of like play by all the rules and then we start creating new content as well. So I'd say that one person just wants to learn it or they're getting started and they have a new site and they want to learn the basics so that from the beginning, the content they're creating is really ranking. Um, and then we have someone else who just has the money to invest and just wants to hire that out. Um, and yeah, they want to start measuring those results. Yeah. And I think it's so empowering to at least know the basics. So when they do start working with you, they know what you're talking about and they're kind of already versed in what you're doing and why you're doing it. So I think exactly. that's super powerful. Oh, I just wanted to say, um, I have the course, I have the SEO retainer that's done for you. And I have a middle option that's done with you. <laughs> that's, um, it's like, uh, I give you kind of like a focus for your website of like what you need to work on. And then we do a one month of SEO coaching. So as you start to make those changes, um, we kind of like support you in that. So that's kind of like a nice middle ground. If you're like, I don't want to learn everything. Like, I just don't want to take another course. Cause I know there's a lot of people who are like coursed out sort of thing, but I do want to start doing SEO. Do you have anything? And so that's, it's called the SEO plan. And so we give you a 90 day SEO plan. You make those changes. Um, if it's something technical, you know, I give you information of like how to get that started or like how to talk to a web developer about it. Um, but then we actually accompany you in that process. And so that's a nice middle ground if, if you're also not ready for like a full on SEO retainer, but you do want to take action on your SEO. That's awesome. And you mentioned 90 days, but how long does it really take for somebody to start seeing results? So it really depends how long your site's been up because I can guarantee if your site's been up for six months, you're ranking for something, even if you've never like even done any sort of whatever intentional SEO. Um, so I would say most of my clients start to see really interesting results after the, the first year. 
um, of like just not necessarily having to like blog and do stuff every single week but just more about like they say right what you focus on grows it's it's about that like that awareness right so yes making changes yes like doing things but also tracking those results um and what you invest in today is going to bring you results years and years in the future so the clients that i work with you know usually we work with for many years they keep ranking for keywords that they worked on like two years ago or three years ago. Um, so that's something else to think about like that sustainability because with Instagram, it's different, right? Like how you invest and like how fast the trends change and stuff like that. But with SEO, it's like you could spend, you know, this month focusing on a really nice blog post that is going to get you an ROI for like the next few, maybe even 10, 15 years, depending on how things go. Um, so that can be very attractive. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I have so many ideas. I'm like ready to go work on my website now. <laughs> Sounds like fire Amazing. Oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Yes. Okay. Yes, go for it. <laughs> Which app do you use the most on your phone? Oh, Okay. So right now I have a five month year old daughter. So I use the, the app to track all her feedings and stuff. That's my yes. like, top app. Been there. <laughs> what is your go-to Starbucks order? Oh, a uh, flat white. What is your favorite quote? Mm, I don't know if this is a quote, but I've been, I've, people have laughed at me. Uh, I've said like the sky's the limit sort of thing. Like I just believe anything's possible and we just, we create that, right? Like in our head. Yes. What's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh, I haven't been to too many concerts, but um, let's see. I really liked, um, I went to see Snow Patrol a few years ago. Cool. What is your favorite number? 21. Ooh. What is your astrology sign? I'm a Libra cusp, cusp Scorpio. So I'm, I'm born on the 21st <laughs> surprise favorite number. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I guess officially I'm a Libra. Nice. I love Libras. That's my, one of my favorite <laughs> signs. Um, what's your favorite city besides the one you live in? Um, I love New York. Yeah. Who was your first celebrity crush? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. And I also just have to put a mention here. This isn't a rapid fire question, but in your bio, you talked about watching Gilmore Girls and I love Gilmore Girls. So I, my new rapid fire question just for you is who should Rory be with? Which team oh, are no. you on? <laughs> don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> People are going to hate me. Um, I really like Jess. Um, yeah, I like Jess, but yeah, no, the timing was off for them. <laughs> yeah, I like Jess, but I'm team Logan. I like Okay, Logan. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Logan <laughs> to me is like, mm, like I can see, I can see it, but no. <laughs> and what do you want your legacy to be? Um, yeah, just empowering. Okay, so a lot of my background is technology and I feel like, there's still not a lot of rep representation like of women, whatever, it's getting better, like women coders, women CEOs. But if you look at the top companies in technology, they're all guys. 
And so to me, it's like, how can I be a visible woman who is in technology and inspire other women to do the same? Um, yeah. And help women who feel like handicapped in technology as well. Yes. I'm on board with that too. I love that. And last question, how can people connect with you? I'd love for you to give yourself some shout outs, including sharing about your podcast. Yeah. So you can find out more about my agency at digitalbloomiq.com. So that's where we have, um, yeah, just all the information I mentioned about the services and the course. We also have a blog section with lots of free stuff. And yeah, I have a podcast called Digitally Overwhelmed. Um, so that's on all the podcast platforms, but the website also has some episodes, um, all, all the episodes that you can listen to. And, um, and then, yeah, I have a free, um, webinar series coming up called sell without social media. And, um, you can go, you can sign up for that by going to digitalbloomiq.com slash sell dash without dash social. And that's going to be, yeah, like a free three trainings with some of these concepts to like take action on. Amazing. Well, thanks so much. This was such a fun conversation and yeah, I'm going to go update my website now. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Keep me posted, Carrie, honestly. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, friends. I hope that you enjoyed that convo with Cynthia. I know that I learned so much and I hope that you have some new ideas about how you can use your website more powerfully to be able to grow your business. This is the part of the episode where I come back and talk about my takeaways from our conversation. So the first takeaway that I had is repurposing your content. And this is something that I tell my clients to do all the time and I'm not great about myself. So where are you already currently showing up? like on Instagram, for example, that you could repurpose and share in a blog post or in an email newsletter or someplace else that's going to be more a place where you own the content, like your website versus just sharing it on Instagram, which who knows could someday just cease to exist. So repurpose your content. Um, And a little side note on this piece is what content have you already shared that you could repurpose again now? Because I feel like we're so close to our content that we think that everybody's read it and everybody remembers it. But I recently saw an old post from about a year ago where I was like, oh, this is good. I should share this again because I had totally forgotten I I wrote it. And it's just basically like free content without having to like sit down and have a major insight. You can just share old posts. So maybe that's taking it and putting it on your blog this week, or maybe it's just copying it and sharing it again on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you show up on social. And another great way is if you have YouTube videos, you can take those and transcribe them and then put those on your blog as well. I think that would be a huge benefit to the Googlers of the world to be able to find that, find your content via um, transcription instead of having to sit and watch a YouTube video, which there's a place for that too. But repurpose your content, people. Um, And then my second takeaway that I want to encourage you to do is to evaluate where you want to be spending your time and efforts. So we talked a lot about how so many people turn to Instagram, turn to social media, and they want to quit it because they don't like being on there. And I so get that. Like I personally love Instagram. I could spend all day on there. But I know that there are so many people that just feel like it's negative. They want to be able to take a break from the constant refreshing of it. 
And if you feel that way, why not take your time and efforts of your creativity and pour it into your website? Even if you just say like, I'm going to take a month off of social media and I'm going to spend that time on my website, that would be so, so, so valuable and it would last you for years and years to come. So I really encourage you to evaluate where you're currently spending your time and your efforts, and then where you want to be ultimately spending your time and your efforts. And if that's not social media, then definitely work on your SEO, work on your website, work on posting blogs. Um, And that's something that I really want to be better about too, is sharing more on my website and really showing up as the expert there because I just created it and now it just sits there and looks pretty, but it doesn't necessarily do a whole lot for me. And the third step that I want to recommend to you is to search for your name and keywords about your business on Google and just see where you rank. Whether or not you join Cynthia's classes, which I'm super excited to be in her workshop series right now, and I would love to take her SEO basics class. I think that I would get so much out of that, and I would highly recommend her work. Um, But whether or not you want to take it, like, why not just go and search for your name and see where you show up in the rankings and see what other people rank above you. So if you are a virtual assistant, for example, if you go Google virtual assistant, like there are probably so many people that are vying for that high Google ranking. And, you know, that might be something to work towards. But where are you really like unique that somebody would want to find you? And that's where you need to start kind of leaning in towards is I find that keywords are so special if you can find like your unique piece and what people would be searching for. And I mean, I'm sure that Cynthia is going to get into that in her class. So let's just keep it basic here and say that you should go search your name and just see what comes up. And um, yeah, just kind of play around there and think about what you would want to be known for and what you would want to be ranking for. So that's it for this week. Make sure that you go check out Cynthia on Instagram at DigitalBloomIQ. Send her a message and tell her that you found her through the Your Best Selfie podcast. And thanks, Cynthia, for being on this week's episode. And I can't wait to connect again soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you heard something that will inspire you to be your best selfie. If you liked what you heard, it would mean the world to me if you would share it on your socials or review it through Apple Podcasts. This podcast is still really new, so sharing and reviewing will help spread the word to the people who need to hear it. And I would love to connect with you. Reach out on Instagram at heycarrieand and let me know your takeaways from this episode. I'll be back next week with another new episode. And until then, don't ever let your mind stop you from having a good time. Podcast.